light of infinite. Out of sight, out of mind is a very truthful line. Anyone who's gone through a breakup might remember how seemingly impossible it feels to stop thinking about your ex all the time, seeing them in person or in your mind. But when you stop seeing them physically, you start seeing them less in your mind and eventually the preoccupation subsides. This week's Parsha, Shlach, teaches us how to do the opposite for Hashem, how to keep Hashem always in mind, even if He is in some ways always out of sight. We need to reveal the concealed and bring Hashem to our awareness as we move throughout the day. This is the power of the mitzvot and the brachot, the blessings, elevating what's created back to its creator, its source. This act also connects us to the source. I always found the verse, L'Shem Yuchud Kudshab Rihu very powerful. Svardim and some Chassidim traditionally say some form of this L'Shem Yuchud prior to doing any mitzvah. Chabad says it before Baruch Shamar and that it's meant to apply throughout the day. It reads, For the sake of unification of the Holy One, blessed be He and His presence, in fear and in love to unite the name Yudke, the masculine part of the divine, with Vavke, the feminine part of the divine, in perfect unity in the name of all of Israel. Last week we touched on the Zer Anpim and the Nukva. This verse is meant to speak out their unification. As a result of our spiritual exile, we are far removed from the Edenic state and our godly souls. And so the Shekhinah is not in a state of proper union with the Zer Anpim. Reciting this verse with pure intention is meant to rectify the disunity and concealment. The verse's power is filled with the reality of the entire purpose of the Torah, which is for the sake of the unity of the Holy One, blessed be He, Zer Ampim, and His Shekhinah, Nukva, the bride of Zer Ampim, and in Aramaic, the Hebrew word for Nekeva, meaning feminine. As it says in Tehillim, in the Psalms, Open my eyes that I may behold the wonders of your Torah. We need to be actively aware. It's not just by thought or speech, it's also by action that we become holy. As Big Sean raps on Justin Bieber's seminal album, Believe, the grass ain't always greener on the other side, it's greener where you water it. It's like that with anything, our relationship with our partner, with life, and just the same or even more so with our source, the light of infinite. We need to open our eyes and align with the present and have that presence manifest concretely. The psukim, the verses, contain so much wisdom on how to open our eyes. The deep, kabbalistic, and mystical power of tzitzit are part of it. The other is understanding human nature and how to elevate oneself to divine consciousness. Speak to Israel and have them make tassels on the corner of their garments for all generations. And when you see them, you shall remember all of God's commandments so as to keep them. You will then not stray away from your hearts and your eyes, which in the past have led you to immorality. In this verse, we are commanded to perform the ritual of tzitzit, to see them, and in seeing them, to remember Hashem's commandments, and in seeing and remembering, to keep them. It's their being in sight that reminds us and brings us to action. Judaism is a religion that's built on action. Love without loving actions grows stale and often leads to distancing from what once felt unbreakable. The Hebrew word for ava has the root of hav, which means to give. So loving and love is synonymous with giving. Our faith is tied with action because action is giving of oneself, and it's through the mitzvot and other Jewish rituals that attachment, clarity, unification, and love manifest themselves. We have 613 mitzvot, commandments. The word tzitzit has the numerical value of 600, and the tzitzit themselves have eight strings and five knots, totaling in 613. So the mitzvot that we are commanded to remember and to follow are contained in these tzitzit. As it's written, and you shall see it and remember all the commandments of God. The corners of the garments, kanfei bigdehem, represent kanfei nisharim, 
the eagle's wings with which Hashem spirited the Jews out of Egypt. The Zohar teaches that the eagle represents compassion, which is synonymous with da'at, with the higher perception, and that the most effective da'at is tied to protecting against immorality. So by wearing the tzitzit, a person merits morality. Kanfei Sharim is a concept that transcends time and space, just as the four-corner garments of the tzitzit is meant to elevate a person to the concepts that transcend time and space. All of the Torah commandments are meant to take physicality and elevate it to spiritualize reality. It's only when we act with the intent to unify ourselves with divine consciousness that we can unify the animal and godly souls within ourselves. The tzitzit are said to gather the exiles towards redemption, which is why we gather the four corners into one hand prior to reciting the Shema, which of course includes the very paragraphs of the tzitzit from our Parsha. Mitzrayim, Egypt, reflects Meitzar, a narrow, constricted place, which is the definition of exile, spiritual narrowness and constriction. Mitzrayim is referred to as Ervata Aret, the nakedness of the land, which is of course referring to the immorality that was rampant within it. Rav Natan explains that the exile and immorality are bound together because the further one moves away from godliness and holiness, which are beyond space, the more the person becomes entangled in space, i.e. in exile. To serve and connect with Hashem, each person has to arrive above immorality and transcend exile. That's the purpose of the tzitzit. The Lubavitcher Rebbe in his Likutei Sichot asked the question, if the tzitzit are to remind us of the mitzvot, wouldn't it be sufficient to have tzitzit themselves and not have it required only if wearing a garment, the talit? The Rebbe goes on to explain that the talit is mikif, meaning it encompasses a person. Unlike food that is taken internally, a garment encompasses from without. So the talit signifies a reality beyond comprehension as it's external and it surrounds the person, it's beyond the person. So we see with the 613 mitzvot that the tzitzit remind us actually come from the talit, something that transcends intellect. The mitzvah of taking tzitzit is only applicable with the talit and not on its own. The mitzvah is only when the tzitzit are suspended from the all-encompassing talit to remind us that all of Torah and mitzvot derive from the source beyond our comprehension. Jumping back into the verse of the power of sight, the word tzitzit is related to the word lahatzitz, which means to look. The idea is to be mindful of what one looks at, so that sight, memory, and action are all connected to holiness and not impurity. As we covered two weeks ago, what we look at becomes images in our mind stored in our subconscious. So we need to be careful that what we look at and use our conscious mind, our intellect, the nefesh asichlit, to color our subconscious towards good. Because even when our intention in our conscious thoughts are for the best, our subconscious can sabotage them. The reason for this is because our subconscious doesn't actually work with reason or logic, but with images and emotion. So if we understand in any given situation that there's nothing to be afraid of, but our subconscious mind pulls from the past images stored in our subconscious mind, we feel afraid nevertheless. Since the part of our brain that our subconscious mind sits in takes up more, 97%, than the part that colors our consciousness, which is 3%, we need to be that much more careful to replace negative imagery with positive. This is what will balance our conscious and subconscious and bring us close to a space of tranquility which brings blessings. The Shema prayer contains this verse from our Parsha is a declaration of our faith. It's said multiple times a day and has been fervently recited by our people since we were told its meaning over 3,000 years ago. The powerful verse reads, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Listen Israel, God is our Lord, God is one. The five knots of the tzitzit correspond to the five words of the Shema, our declaration of faith. The sixth word of the Shema is Echad, one, which represents the unity of Hashem. We deepen this lesson of not straying after our hearts and eyes during the ritual of Shema as we cover our eyes with our right hand when we recite the first verse. The Hebrew word for Ayin sounds like the letter Ayin, which has a numerical value of 70. A 
person's eyes can lead them to the root of the Torah, which are associated with the 70 members of Yaakov's household. Or they can lead a person astray towards material desires, like that of archetypal 70 nations of the world. Kabbalah explains that there were 70 nefashot, souls who descended to Egypt, which counter the 70 ministers of the other nations. The numerical value of the Kabbalistic concept of sod, secret, is 70, which represents the lower spherot, meaning chesed, gevura, tiferet, netzach, chod, yisod, and malchut, included within the 10 spherot. So when we close our eyes and meditate on speaking out this mantra of the Shema, we are reaffirming our faith and transcending material desires towards a unification with divine consciousness. In the Shema, you may have noticed when it says Livavchem, hearts, which is plural. Each person has two conflicting inclinations, the two hearts, which are alluded to in this verse. We have the Yetzer Tov, our godly soul, that wants to connect to the light of infinite, gratified only through godliness. And on the other hand, we have the Yetzer Hara, our animal soul, the part of us that's tied to the physical, that's connected to the finite, that wants to immerse itself in all the pleasures of this world, gratified only through self. The Hebrew word Olam is etymologically related to the word He'elem, which means concealment. Our bodies and the sitrachra, the side of impurity, find pleasure in conquering elements of this world. But our Yitzhar Tov reaches beyond this world of concealment and only wants to unify with the truth and to elevate the concealed darkness by revealing it within the light. Rabbi Chaim Vital, who wrote Sha'ar HaKadusha, says that every Jew, whether righteous or wicked, possesses two souls. As it says in Isaiah, and the Nishamot, souls which I have made. As is stated in the Tanya, one soul originates from the Klippah, the shell or peel, just as the peel conceals the fruit, Hashem conceals godly life force within the shell of everything in creation. Our task is to unify our hearts and souls to serve Hashem with both our Yitzhar Tov and Yitzhar Hara, to make our animal soul subservient to our godly soul. With everything in creation, we have a choice with which soul we approach it with. Our animal soul can use sex to try and satiate lust. Or our godly soul can use it to connect with our partner and ultimately emulate Hashem by creating life itself. We can eat food in a similar fashion to other creatures, or we can elevate the food by meditating on it and saying a blessing on it. Realizing how incredible it is to be able to have what we need, using the strength of the food gives us continual connection and we can learn and inspire others all to bring light and truth into Olam, pushing away concealment bit by bit. The Altar Rebbe teaches in Tanya that the Shema prayer in particular is an opportunity for focused meditation that can bring Mochin de Gadlut, which is expanded consciousness of the supernal mind. It's a time when we can connect to our three intellectual powers, the Chokhmah, Bina, and Da, translated as wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. The an acronym is Chabad. By being mindful of this while reciting and meditating on the Shema prayer, we can fill the right chamber of our heart where our divine soul manifests emotionally with love thereby creating a devekut, a clinging to Hashem with the mitzvah out of love. This has been expanded upon by many rabbinic sources and breaks down as a threefold sort of process. One, focused meditation on the light of infinite, which leads to emotional arousal, which leads to a renewed connection and commitment to observe the mitzvot, all of which are spelled out in the prayer itself. Meditation, hear, O Israel, God is our God, God is one. Emotional arousal, and you shall love God, your God. And the observance of the mitzvot Bind them as a sign on your hand, write them on your doorposts of your houses, and etc. This meditative emotional arousal is also the goal of the tefillah that precedes the Shema. The Altar Rebbe explains that in this time, the Yitzhar Hara that resides in the left chamber of your heart, where the animalistic soul manifests, is temporarily subdued by the good which has spread to the right chamber by the Chabad in your brain. 
It's in this meditation that when focused on the light of the infinite, we can receive the mochin de gadlit of the supernal mind. Growing up as a Yemenite Jew, I learned to form my hand in a shin, the first letter of the Shema, by placing my thumb and pinky together, leaving my index, middle, and ring finger upright. Once I had this formation, I would close my eyes and place my pinky on my left eye and the thumb on the right. As I got to the last word of the Shema, Echad, I would bring all the fingers together, forming one unit and a sort of dalad on the last letter, Echad. Then I would kiss my fingers and raise them to the heaven and grab my tzitzit to hold them throughout the rest of the Shema. Tzitzit is an interesting mitzvah. As Rabbi Arya Kaplan points out, it isn't a mitzvah in its own right, like tefillin, but is actually only applicable if a person's wearing a four-corner garment, as we discussed earlier. But our clothing is always meaningful, and how we can elevate what we wear is important. Only humans wear clothing, and even the most remote societies and people tend to cover their sexual organs. Clothing, even at its most skimpy, is still tied to modesty. The tzitzit are a way to understand the potential in the most mundane. A piece of clothing meant to cover parts of your body can also be elevated as a physical object that contains all of Torah. It's the potential of elevating physicality into holiness that each person is meant to be mindful of when they see the tzitzit, remember the mitzvot, and take inspiration to act in alignment with their godly soul, their yitzhahara. Jumping back into the verse from Tehillim, open my eyes that I may behold the wonders of your Torah. The reason the King David asked Hashem to open his eyes to the soul of the Torah through the body of the Torah is because the purpose of giving of the Torah and the creation of the entire world is that the Jews should use their own God-given abilities, their eyes, to discover Hashem and His Torah within the physical world. This ultimate purpose is realized more through the performance of the mitzvot than the learning of the Torah, because mitzvot are more focused on the transformation of the physical world into a godly place. In order for a mitzvah to achieve the full transformative effect, the body action of a mitzvah must be done according to the body of the Torah, halacha, and the soul intent of a mitzvah must be done through learning the soul of the Torah, chesidut. To elevate earth to a place of heaven is to elevate the body and physicality to a place beyond limitation. As physical creatures, we can't fully defeat the forces of fate. We're constricted by time and space. But our souls, the parts of us that are infinite, can reach beyond these constrictions. It's only when we choose our souls to surpass our limitations that we can connect to the true unification and bring the redemption that is currently concealed in physicality. I'm praying for peace, revealed good, and abundance of blessing and the final redemption speedily in our days. Dive in deeper at lightofinfinite.com.